We're going to talk about the viral hit, Rich Men North of Richmond. Early in the month of August, nobody, outside of maybe friends and family, had ever heard of this guy named Oliver Anthony. And all of a sudden, within a few days, he's got four of the top ten songs on iTunes. And in fact, three of his four songs that are out there have been downloaded, at least in that time period, more than those of Taylor Swift. He was able to crush Taylor Swift on the charts. Jason Aldean, he was beating Jason Aldean, a big country star. This is incredible. He's got no radio contacts. Didn't have an agent. Maybe he does now. Didn't even have a, a studio. He was doing this all outdoors. It was being filmed on a smartphone. And a YouTube channel that had to do with Appalachian music posted one of Oliver Anthony's songs. It's called Rich Men North of Richmond. Here's a little clip from the song. Check it out. I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours, so I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away. It's a shame what the world's gotten to for people like me, people like you. Wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. Okay, so, I don't know if you've heard this tune, but millions, if not billions, have now. Somehow this got picked up. Somehow this went viral on social media, and the rest is now history. So, how did this all happen? Well, John Harris wrote, wrote an article about this for TruthScript, and he talked about a little bit of the, the background and, and why this went viral, why it's so popular. I wonder what you think of this song and the phenomenon behind it. Richmond, north of Richmond. By the way, Richmond here, we're talking about Richmond, Virginia. What this song is really all about, it's about ordinary, everyday lives of people in middle America. Country music fans, a lot of them. Bible-believing people. You know, a lot of them in the Bible Belt, as it were. And Oliver Anthony himself lives in Virginia on a farm, a 90-acre farm. And it's all about how... The rich men north of Richmond, and that's kind of a, a phrase, a catch-all phrase representing the cultural elites, and, and it could be record executives in Nashville, even evangelical organizations, uh, large prominent churches and pastors, some of them who have criticized Oliver Anthony for this song, and for his lyrics, for his views. And it's this, this whole idea that nobody sympathizes with the ordinary, common, working men and women of America the problems that they're having. The elites of society, the 1%, they don't want to hear about this. In fact, they have a vested interest, perhaps, in, in keeping these people down, as it were. So I think he obviously struck a chord, no pun intended, with the song, Oliver Anthony. And he's calling out things like people taking advantage of welfare. He, he got a lot of heat for this one, believe me anti-masculine standards. Uh, John Harris says that that's a big theme of, of the song. And even calling out incredibly, unspeakably evil things like Epstein's Island, that features in his song. And so it's the righteous indignation, if you will, of a betrayed people who pay their taxes, but they can't seem to get ahead. They can't seem to feed their own families. The dollar is devalued. And that's that's happening in more than one way, in more than one way. Inflation was running, what, about 9% last year? It's calmed down a little bit, but, but not much. 
These are inflationary times. A lot of people living in the so-called flyover states, the heartland of America, and even in the big cities too, but, but certainly in the Rust Belt, places like that, they can't seem to get ahead in life. They can't seem to feed their families. Forget about university tuition for their kids. That seems like a, like a distant dream. It reminds me a lot of something that, that Donald Trump said when he was inaugurated as president in early 2017 when he made his inauguration speech in Washington. I remember he talked about the forgotten man. He kept talking about the forgotten man, and he said, you will be forgotten no more. And these are, in many cases, the people that helped uh, Donald Trump sweep to power and get, and get elected because they felt disenfranchised. And so Oliver Anthony is kind of tapping into that w once again, and uh, one writer calls this American populism. American populism. Elites who, who are trying to force their points of view and ideologies on, on people that just really don't want to have any part of it, that just kind of want to be left alone. And so Anthony Oliver has become sort of the spokesperson for this movement. I want to read to you the lyrics of this song, Rich Men North of Richmond. Just a, we cut a little clip of it. I don't want this to turn into you know, country 98.5. So uh, I, I will, I, we won't play it anymore. And I promise I won't do karaoke for it just this time. Okay. Uh, in the future, I, I make no promises, but here are the full lyrics. There's a little bit of salty language here. I'm going to sanitize that for you. Producer Jim, you might've noticed he actually just got it right out of the song. So here are the lyrics, Richmond North of Richmond by Oliver Anthony. He says, well, I've been selling my soul working all day, overtime hours. So I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away. Yeah, obviously, that's a reference to turning to the bottle, turning to the demon drink, if you will, to, to kind of ease the pain. And he himself had struggled with that. He's very open about that. Here's the lyrics. Let's keep going here. It's a darn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me and people like you. Wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. Oh, it is. Living in the new world with an old soul. These rich men north of Richmond just want to have total control. Want to know what you think. Want to know what you do. And they don't think you know, but I know that you do. Because of rich men north of Richmond. I wish politicians would look out for miners. And, and by the way, he means coal miners, M-I-N-E-R-S, and not just miners, M-I-N-O-R-S, on an island somewhere. And that's a not-so-veiled reference, of course, to the horrific uh, tragedy of Epstein's Island and all the elites that are allegedly going there. We still don't have the list of all the people that have gone there. Continues on. We got folks in the street, ain't got nothing to eat, and the obese... Milk and welfare. Oh, yeah, this is one of the lines that he took a lot, of, a lot of heat for. And the obese milk and welfare. But if you're five foot three and you're 300 pounds, taxes ought not to pay for your bags of fudge rounds. Okay, so you, you, might, you might chuckle at that. Uh, you might find that extremely offensive. Many people did. I didn't write it, folks. I'm just, these are the lyrics to the song. 888 Nine one four nine. These are the lyrics to Richmond, North of Richmond by Oliver Anthony, the viral sensation uh, that you've probably heard of by now. He goes on to write these words. Young men are putting themselves six feet in the ground because all this darn country does. And again, I sanitize that all this darn country does is keep on kicking them down. 
it's a darn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me and people like you wish I could just wake up and it not be true. But it is. Oh, it is. That's the song. And and to say that it has uh, hit a nerve is the understatement of the year. So Oliver Anthony, by the way, after this, this kind of went became a smash and, and, and everybody on the internet was talking about this. This was the trending topic uh, this month on the X app, on Twitter, everywhere, really. He got a big gig, if you will, at a North Carolina farm market. He did a concert there, and he played there before. And he said only 20 people showed up the first time he was there, but this time it was packed out. And here's what he said when he, when he opened that concert. He said, quote, It's crazy to me because I remember back in June, I played here for about 20 people, but that's the beautiful part of this country, though, is even an idiot like me can make something happen. So if I can do it, you can do it, end of quote. And then he did something really amazing. He took his Bible and he opened it up to Psalm 37, and he, and he started reading from that psalm. And, it's, it's, and that's, a, that's an interesting psalm to choose, by the way. And it was written towards the end of King David's life. And one of the big themes is God's judgment on the wicked and on the evildoers. Even though it might seem like they're prospering now, God will have the final word. And unless they repent, it's not going to be pretty for them. So he actually, and you can, you can find video of this online, by the way, when he's reading Psalm 37, Oliver Anthony, he, he kind of chokes up when he reads this line. Though the Lord's enemies are like the flowers of the field. I mean, it's just, they're abundant. They're everywhere. Though the Lord's enemies are like the flowers of the field, they will be consumed and they will go up in smoke. In some translations, it says they, they will vanish like smoke. And the crowd just absolutely goes wild for this. He's really tapping into the faith of the common man, I think, as well in America. He's been doing this for a little while. This, this is not his, his first, you know, the first time he tried to, to put a song out on the Internet. He's been doing this since 2021. And again, he's got, a, he's got a farm in central Virginia. It's about 90 acres. And a lot of his songs are about that. They're about farming. They're about somehow finding contentment, uh, even though one might be poor, materially speaking. Nostalgia for the way things used to be. The importance of family, the importance of one's religion, the importance of one's community, and you know some trepidation about the spread of urbanization, groupthink amongst amongst the people. In one of his his songs called "Rich Man's Gold," there's a line that says, "You weren't born just to pay bills and die." That's an important thought too. That a lot of people are just just trying to survive this life and they're not they're not thriving in any way uh, spiritually materially even physically and like i said there are a lot of people who who this message is resonating with millions of people but obviously there are a lot of people that that it's rubbing them the wrong way too and john harrison his article talked about some of his critics some of oliver anthony's critics there was an author and a journalist who actually said this this song is about white supremacy and i think that's a ridiculous accusation i really do i don't think this has anything to do with race at all in fact on youtube i can't remember where i saw this but there was one video that i saw where where they were getting people's reactions to the song just when it was kind of breaking out and, and going viral and they actually there were a number of african-american influencers on youtube and on social media that were listening to the song for the first time and it was kind of videoing their reactions live in real time as they're hearing it 
And a lot of them were just like, wow. And it was speaking to them and to their experience as well. A lot of them got choked up on camera and just found it very powerful. So I, I, I don't buy that argument at all. James Lindsay has, has argued that this is appealing to biblical authority to justify an incorrect message. And, and obviously, Oliver Anthony quoting the Psalms at his concerts kind of, kind of adds to that. The National Review put out an article saying, oh, things really aren't that bad as he's trying to paint them to be. Uh, a Texas pastor said that anybody who's a fan of Oliver Anthony is essentially a hypocrite because, hey, he's reading Psalm 37, he's reading about the judgment of God upon the wicked, and people are saying, yeah, that's awesome, thinking that they're, of course, among the righteous, and, and the wicked is essentially everybody else. This, this psalm doesn't apply potentially to them. Like, we don't need to repent. That, that's, you know, a fair point. We have to be really careful about that, this sort of us-versus-them mentality, and, and we're on the right side, and you know, hopefully we are, but, you know, if God were to stamp out every, every single sin in the universe right now, look in the mirror, honestly, can you say that you, you'd be exempt from this? So, so we have to be humble in that sense as well. Another pastor in Washington, D.C. was upset with Oliver Anthony for using the Bible and also promoting a song that uses profane language that God hates. And, you know, there there are a couple of salty words. I think a lot of these critics are kind of missing the point of, of what Oliver Anthony is trying to say. Another thing about the song that people are really kind of plugging into is, is just how heartfelt it is. I mean, it, his voice is very raw. It's, it's, I mean, it kind of hits you in the gut, and you don't really hear this kind of music, especially, you know, um, the new country music, which I, which I love, by the way. But a lot of it's very polished. It's very, it's almost very poppy, if you will. What used to be pop music is now country music at least that's the way it seems to me and the sort of raw guttural plea it's it's very rare to, to kind of capture that and it is coming from a real place i think and in fact uh, before before everything went viral with richmond north of richmond oliver anthony posted a video that he filmed in his truck when he was talking about like why i sing with so much pain in my voice he said this he said quote in 2021 Things were obviously not good for a lot of people, and in some respects, I was one of those people. And then he talked about how he turned to substance abuse. He turned to, to booze. And that's in the song, too. It's people coming home from work, and they're discouraged, and they just hit the bottle because they they're looking for some sort of relief. And he tried to do that as well. Uh, alcohol, drugs as well. And it didn't work. It didn't work. And he eventually found that helping people through his music... Uh, help to give him a sense of purpose and also finding finding God as well. In fact, uh, he used to be an agnostic, Oliver Anthony, and he said he was very angry at God. And of course, don't forget, that was at the height of COVID, the restrictions. Life was incredibly hard for a lot of people, the lockdowns. And he just kind of hit rock bottom. And, and in his songs, he talked about hardworking people that he knew. He worked alongside them in a factory, in construction. They just couldn't seem to get ahead in life. And he said, I want to be a voice for those people. And at the end of his video, he talked about being an agnostic. He was, he was mad at God. But he, he somehow was able to find faith. And, and he said, quote, there is a divine creator who loves you. And sometimes it takes falling down on your knees and getting ready to call it quits before it becomes obvious that he's there, end of quote. I find this fascinating as well, that, that some people like, like Oliver Anthony, they seem to only find the rock when they hit rock bottom. 
the rock of faith. You know, Christ is, is, is that solid rock, the cornerstone.